Hello, this is David from Restoration Church, and I'm going to present a sermon to you that we've been doing called the And Series. Um, and I think you'll understand why we call it the And Series as I go along. So what I chose to talk about is God's sovereignty and man's free will, or our ability to make meaningful choices. So the and part is, is God sovereign? Do we not have a free will, or do we have a free will and God's not sovereign? So um, we'll discuss that as we go along. So I thought we'd uh, divide, talk about sovereignty first and then man's free will second and then at the end we'll bring them together so um, imagine a circle with uh, God on the inside of the circle and all of his attributes I like to call them his perfections his knowledge holiness power goodness grace mercy and all the other uh, perfections that we really don't have any words for so God is on the inside of the circle and we're not going to go there because it's, it'll just be too deep. So we're going to stay out on the circumference of the circle and try to make this simple. And not to say that I understand completely God's sovereignty and our free will, but at least it'll give you something to think about. And like I said, I want to keep this fairly simple. What we're not going to talk about is uh, predestination, election, and, and things of that nature, because that's a whole nother subject. But we will cover some things of God's sovereignty and man's ability to make a meaningful choice. So let's define sovereignty. This is kind of a clinical definition. And uh, if we listen and pay attention, I think it's a pretty good definition. God is most high, Lord of heaven and earth, subject to none, influenced by none, absolutely independent. God does does as he pleases, only as he pleases, always as he pleases. He is on the throne of the universe, directing all things, working all things after the counsel of his will. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, absolutely free. If one, if even one iota of knowledge, however small, were unknown to God, his rule would break down. If he lacked any power, that lack would sit end his reign and undo his kingdom. God must be free to do what he wills, to carry out his purposes. He can't be anything less than free. So all this remains under God's rule. All these things do remain under God's rule, and nothing happens without his direction or his permission. And we'll talk about his active will and his permission, permissive will later. And there's also his natural will. So what does this mean for you and I? What does this mean that God is sovereign? There is no attribute of God that is more comforting to his children than that of his sovereignty. So we ask ourselves, why is this true? That means that if we are his child, then we can trust him, that he has uh, knows our life and, and only wants to have good happen to us. Happen to us. Well, let me correct that. I'll quote Romans 8.28. We know all things work together for good to them that love God and called according to his purposes. Now, we might not call everything good, but God says all things work together for good. So we trust him. We know that he is sovereign and he's powerful. He's all-knowing and he's able to bring good out of things that we um, see as not good. 
So that brings, you know, even in trials and tribulations, while it's hard to go through those things, God has a purpose. And uh, we just need to have faith. That's where faith comes in, that God uh, will take care of us and he knows uh, all of our pains and all of our sorrows. So God is always working things according to his sovereign will. So should we praise God for his blessings and not praise him even while we're going through trials and tribulations? Of course, the answer we just discussed was, yes, we should praise him in both ways. I was just in the hospital not too long ago and got out and had a really bad case of pneumonia. And, um, you know, it was pretty dire there. But God gave me the ability to even praise to praise him even in those circumstances while I was coughing and and uh, weak, and uh, I still praised him. And I think that wasn't not necessarily anything that came from me. It came from the Holy Spirit that dwells within me, that um, even in that situation, I was able to praise him. So I'll tell, tell a little story. My wife uh, has a Jeep, and she somehow the lift gate got out of sequence with her key fob, and the lift gate wouldn't shut. So I go out into the garage and I take my keys and I try to sync the key fob with the opening latch on the uh, Jeep. And I was finally able to do it so that it would sync and that the lift gate would close. But in the meantime, I had laid my keys on the bumper of her car. And when I did it, I said, don't do that, don't do that. But I did it anyway. So fast forward to the next day, I'm getting ready to leave the house and I look tried to find my keys and I'm standing in the kitchen and then it hit me. You left the keys on her bumper. Now, if you know my wife, she's an excellent driver, but she's, uh, somebody once said she's decisive. So she, she'll make sharp turns and, and, uh, just really, uh, I wouldn't say crazy, but she, she, slips and slides sometimes and there was snow on the ground that's why I said slip and slide um, so I'm standing there thinking what am I going to have to do to get replace all these keys because surely those keys aren't on still on the bumper but I go down the steps into the garage and peek around the corner and sure enough those keys are on the bumper so I snatched them up before they would fall and so my question is is there such a thing as luck, chance, or fate, fate for in the life of a Christian? Uh, is there luck? Is there chance? You know, I always thought that, you know, sometimes I'm lucky. Uh, sometimes I take a chance and it turns out all right. But I don't know. I'll let you uh, answer that for yourself. If God is in control, complete control, uh, does he leave things in our life up to luck? Um, I won't answer that. I'll let you answer it yourself. Okay, so there's a lot more, lot more things we could say about God's sovereignty, but we're going to move on to free will, the ability to make a free choice, a uh, meaningful choice. I think uh, this is one of the most beautiful gifts that God has given us, the ability uh, to make a free will, meaningful choice. We were created in God's image. God is 
intelligent, creative. He communicates and he is free to choose because he thinks we think. We speak because he speaks. We create because he creates. We choose because he chooses. We were created in God's image. When God, God created the angels and he created human beings. He gave them and us a freedom to choose. Of course, he knows the choices that we will make and he can stop all the bad choices, but that's not his purposes. And who am I to understand all of God's purposes? Uh, I'm not and you can't, but we trust him. We have faith in him. He could have stopped the angels from sinning. He could have stopped Adam and Eve from sinning, but he gave them the ability to choose. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God did not come to Eve. But what he did say to Eve was, what is this that you have done? He didn't uh, say, what is this that Satan has caused you to do? Or what is this that I have caused you to do? He said, what is this that you have done? So they were free to eat from any tree, but they, God said, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had a choice, and they chose to disobey God. It was not Satan's fault. It wasn't God's fault. It was a free choice that they made. So if they weren't, did not have this free choice, God would not have said, you must not. You must not do this. He did not force Adam and Eve to choose evil, and neither did Satan. God, uh, James one thirteen says, God does not tempt anyone to sin. So the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not put in the garden to tempt them to sin. So Adam and Eve chose to disobey God, and God held them responsible and judged them accordingly. So I say all this to remind us that we do have a free will. Some teach that our wills are not free. It is a wonderful gift from God that we can choose to follow and to worship him of our own free will. And this we will do for all of eternity. He did not create us as robots. I can't imagine being in heaven and going to worship God in any other way than our free will to do so, not as robots. Now, I realize it's hard to do the right thing sometimes because sin is, is ever-present with us. Sin causes us to disobey. But God has given us a helper, and that's the Holy Spirit, to keep, keep us out of bondage. Jesus said we either are slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness. So the debate on whether we have free will or in or in bondage to sin has been around for a long time. So the question I would ask you is, have you thought about this? Do you have a free will? And I might back up again a little bit in the sovereignty. Some people teach that God is it's called open theology, that God doesn't necessarily know what's going to happen. He reacts to what we do, but he knows beforehand. If he knows the sparrow falls to the ground and how many hairs are on your head, he knows uh, what's going to happen. So I said that we would talk about God's active will. The, the supreme example of his active will is that he sent, he had planned 
His purpose was to send his son to die on the cross for our sins. An example of his permissive will is when Satan came to God and they talked about Job. And Satan accused God of putting a hedge around Job and protecting him. And that's why he, Job obeyed him. But God said, go ahead and do what you want to him, but don't kill him. God gave Satan permission to uh, buffet Job, and he did so in a tremendous way. But God knew that Job would stand, stand the test. So that was his permissive will. But there's also his natural will. I describe that as, say, you're playing a game of Monopoly with some friends, and you, you get ready to throw the dice, and um, you might pray for a number. Do you think God uh, is really concerned what number comes on that comes up on that dice? I think he knows, but I think he lets his natural law come into effect. The, how hard you throw the dice, the friction on the, the surface you're throwing, uh, it's just... Uh, a natural thing that occurs. Uh, and his natural law takes effect in a lot of different ways. So one of the important things to, to know about this free will, this ability to make meaningful choices, I said earlier that we are slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness. If we are slaves to sin, then that means we follow Satan. And Jesus talked a lot about those who chose to follow Satan. If we choose to follow righteousness, we choose to follow Christ. So those are basic fundamental choices that we make. And if we make uh, a choice to follow Satan, then the choices that we fought, that we choose to make after that are influenced by our choice to follow Satan. We, we have a tendency to make the wrong choices. If we choose to follow Christ, now we have the Holy Spirit within us and we tend to want to make the right choices. Now, sometimes we don't always do that, but um, we know we have the ability to because we have the Holy Spirit. So um, I want to be a slave to righteousness and follow Christ. So there's a scripture in Ezekiel, I think, uh, covers a lot of this, what we're talking about with meaningful choices. This is Ezekiel 33.11. God says, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but need, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, O house of Israel? Now, he's speaking to Israel there, but he could very well could be talking to us. Turn from your evil ways. Why would you die? So we do have a choice. You know, why would God have such an emotional plea? Uh, with Israel and with us if, you know, we didn't have a choice to accept him or to refuse him. As I said, this is a wonderful gift that God has given us, uh, this choice, this ability to make a choice. Also in Scripture, in Joshua, uh, God says, choose this day whom you will serve. And he's still saying that to us today. Choose this day whom you will serve. Of course, we can uh, make a choice. We do so every day. So my last question is for you to think about is, does our, does our free will interfere with God's sovereignty? And does God's sovereignty interfere with our free will? I think the answer is no on both accounts. 
we can't thwart God's sovereignty and God will not force us to do anything that we don't want to do against our will. So here's the wrap-up statement that I would like to make. God's sovereignty and the gift of free will he has given us proves how marvelous, perfect, holy our Lord is. It will take all of eternity to learn of his perfections. What a wonderful thing God's sovereignty and our free will work together to fulfill God's purposes that he has called us to be partner with him. We are partners with God on his purposes. Thank you.